0: welcome to me inn. Ha ha it looks like the bard is about to begin. I'll pour you an ale over the stories, fables, and tales about the swords, sickles, and spells in the depths of the swells. So take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Carriage Rest Inn.
1: Bonjour, and welcome to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales. I'm your host and dungeon master, Mike. To my left, we have.
2: Hey, all you scurvy dogs. This is Ryan. I'll be playing Kincaid the Sorcerer. Last episode, Woods was doing her best to convince me to learn torchy magic. Did she succeed? We'll find I think out. so. <laughs> we'll find out.
3: Hi, this is Nick, and <laughs> he plays Vasso, or I play Vasso. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's going um, yeah, to talk in the third person. Yeah, we're talking in the third person tonight. Um, Nick's great. But yeah, I played Vasso, the half orc barbarian. And um, in the last episode, he discovered that the pirate ships that were disappearing were doing phase rounds to the other side.
0: I feel... Hey, guys, it's Sam, and I play Woods, the Elven Ranger. And I feel like you guys have all these profound things that you've realized. And um, I got a tattoo, or I'm working (laughs) on it with... um, I remember the guy... Inky. Inky is giving me the tattoo. We're working on a sleeve. It's not done yet, but...
2: It goes in phases because it's a moon tattoo.
0: That's right, yes. It's a moon tattoo going in phases.
1: So last time we left off, you guys were pulling into Stringham. It is now basically early in the morning. The pirate ship has disappeared. You lost track of it as it phased into Dorma, and you appear in Stringham. Stringham is a small fishing
2: village. Talk about your fixer-upper. Yeah. So quaint.
0: It's a small
1: coastal village that's fairly modest, but the port is too small for the Jacques. So, Kincaid, you're aware of this, that whenever you visit here, you always need to load onto the landing boat, and you can uh, just paddle into the village. Well, first off, you guys all get into the boat, and nobody takes the paddling seat. Kincaid, you're kind of waiting for Chad to uh, jump into the paddling seat. Oh, yeah, seat Chad's not here. Chad uses your mode of operations, and so nobody's paddling. You're just kind of standing on this boat.
0: Um... D- and like Wiz is going to look at the two guys like would you like me to paddle
2: yes that way that'd be great (laughs) and I'm just on the I'm doing my George Washington crossing the Delaware (laughs) pose just just (laughs) pointing
0: Woods like gets up and the boat kind of like she's a big gal so the boat like walks a little bit and then just gets in her rowing position and, and just rows away
1: so as you're rowing towards this village this village is surrounded by a fairly dense forest which is kind of a stark difference to that open field of Captain Brandon's village And Kincaid, since you've got your nice Washington pose on the front of it, you notice that it looks a little bit different than you normally remember. Normally, this is a small village with just dwarves in it, but it's really overpopulated right now. And you notice that there's a lot of elves that are there as well. They're kind of walking around managing business, going in and out of the shops. It doesn't look like anything bad is happening. It just looks really busy for this smaller town.
2: Do I see dwarves? You see dwarves, okay.
1: and actually one of them is on the docks waving you in, and you know that that is Wendell, the mayor. Vance?
2: Oh, Kincaid, you're back! Please come in. Got a row that way. I'm <coughs> trying to get. Hold on, <laughs> we got a new rower. Ah, I see like, that. Uh,
1: where's Where's <sighs> Chad at?
2: <gasps> uh, he had to stay behind this visit. He sends his regards.
0: Okay. Well.
1: Uh,
2: He's sorry about the brawl fight again.
1: It it's okay. It it got cleaned up, and okay. we're a rowdy bunch, anyways. With us lumberjacks. Oh, I know.
0: At the sight of like the h- lumberjacks, like woods ears kind of like perk up, and like okay, <laughs> big brawny guys. She's she's in. Do
1: you guys need help offloading your um, cargo?
2: Yeah, if you have people that can help. Sure, I we'll that would be awesome. We
1: we'll got some dock hands, and then a couple of dwarves show up, and you'd recognize them as just the normal people that help move the cargo around for you.
2: Hey um, Wendell, what's uh what's going on with all the elves? Oh,
1: they uh they showed up about um maybe about two or three weeks ago. It's a they're kind of an odd bunch. They're not mean. They're not nice. They're what just, what are they doing here? Well, apparently they they set up an encampment or a, a camp somewhere close by. They said. All all to say is it's north, but they don't really open up about it too much. And they just come in every day and kind of help around. They don't really have any money, so they kind of been doing like a bartering system. They're really good at making jewelry, though, so you should probably check out the shop. They're just set up in old Grotto Designs, which you would know as the Furniture Designs
2: Shop. Yeah, I frequent that establishment all the time.
1: Well, I know Captain Brandon likes to bring home some nice furniture from them for uh, his wife. How is she doing, by
2: the way? Oh, she's great. She's, she's really good. Oh, and she the, little, sends her the little one? Oh, yeah, she's fantastic.
1: I was hoping she'd come around this time, but I, I understand. Brandon maybe next did, trip. Yeah, no, maybe next trip. Good. Yeah. As you guys are having that conversation, you notice that this just really busy. You'd say at this point it's about 50% dwarves and 50% elves Okay. kind of walking around this small city. There are a couple of buildings that stand out to you, so I'll just go over kind of what you see from that center dock square. Obviously, you're talking to Wendell. He's the mayor, but you also see that there is a taffy shop. There is a lumber mill. There is a trader's supply shop. It's like um, where you would pick up axes and stuff like that. Trader Jane's. Trader, it's uh, called the Grinding Axe. Oh. I kind of like Trader Jane's more, though. I feel like
0: we should change that to Trader Jane's.
1: Is it Trader Jane's? Yes, it is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just rebranded five seconds ago.
0: (laughs) Trader Jane's. Completely new marketing program. But is
2: it T R A I T O R Jane's?
1: Traitor? no, <laughs> Treder, Traitor. <laughs> Traitor. There's the dock house, which you guys are kind of standing next to right now, and then there's the furniture shop called Grotto's Design.
0: What's this like? Gonna look around, so she's kind of like patting her stomach. Uh, Mr. Mayor.
1: Yes elf
0: uh the name's woods hello woods um what's your best place to get something to eat
1: best place to get something to eat are you looking are you like a sweet tooth or no, looking for more like a hearty meal kind
0: of like a hearty meal I think it's it's been it's been about an hour since I've eaten so I'm looking for a nice hearty meal maybe some protein well here here at
1: the dock house they have a nice little fish fry that we kind of have set up
0: I'm in, All gentlemen. Right. What do you think?
3: Uh, yeah, let, let's do it. And then uh, Vasta's going to pull Wood to the side, just quietly. Just remember, keep keep a low profile. Or <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just, just a friendly reminder.
0: That's you're disguised, right? Yeah,
3: <laughs> I was just like again. introducing
0: myself to the mayor. Of the name's Woods. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Can I roll? Uh, do we have the Wanted posters. Did we physically see them?
1: Yeah, you guys physically saw them. Do we have a copy?
0: Okay, do I remember if on the poster it said Melwood or Woods?
1: I don't remember. Go ahead and roll a even, it would be Melwood, odd, it would be Woods. And we'll write it down. Odd. Oh, it's Woods.
0: And I remember that?
1: I'd say sure. It, it was pretty traumatic to see so i imagine you remember it
0: okay
2: and you were wanted dead right
0: i was wanted dead yep. dead okay. or
2: alive for yep. her
0: yeah uh, and you guys were just wanted
2: i'm not wanted for anything um maybe just being too cool
0: yeah you guys uh, now she's like getting a little
2: nervous <laughs> <laughs> maybe um maybe we have a look around first and then we can go eat and,
3: um, hey don't don't worry just get a get a face tattoo just, that way nobody will recognize No one will recognize I'll just shave <laughs> yeah. my
0: head bald, get a face there tattoo. You go.
3: Face tattoo, yeah.
0: Um, she's <laughs> she, she's going to, like, ruffle through her bag um, and reach on the bottom, and, and she's got um, some trail mix and some, some raspberries. So she's like, okay, yeah, we can walk around for a minute. She's, so you're not going to
2: have anything at the dock house?
0: I think we're going to – it sounds like Kincaid wants to give us a tour. I think
2: we will. I would want to do a tour and get this some other business before –
1: uh, yeah, take care of business. And then you can then have we have some pleasure. pleasure. Uh, yeah. I think that makes sense. Well, our town is your town.
0: What time of day are we in?
1: Uh, it is early morning. Okay.
2: I do so. want to pull Wendell aside and ask: um, Have any of those pirates been around lately?
1: No, we actually haven't seen many pirates lately. I don't yep. know if it's the, the elves that have been here that have been kind of keeping them away, but they haven't really been showing a rep that often.
2: Okay. We saw one of their ships in the distance on the way here, so I just wanted to make sure. So we should probably be on no guard? No surprises. Oh, they vanished halfway here, so maybe have a, a century or two out. Okay. You see just him kind of get
1: a little bit more concerned, and then um, he's going to politely bow out to, you sense, go get some people to watch the
2: docks. And then discreetly as possible. We'll walk around the town and see if we can find signs of the pirates, or however you all know
0: them. Okay, yeah, the um, truth seers. So Woods starts talking to Vaso. So it's not the same tattoo. It was different. It was just like a little different.
3: Uh, okay. So you're gonna have to remind me what. what yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, it, that was on the dead guy, right? Yeah. Okay. So
0: remember? Okay. So the remember the the hooded the truth seers back in Black Bay Harbor. They had like. The eye with the like almost like a like a triangle like lines on it. Remember that? Yeah. And then the the guy, it was more of a full triangle with an eye in it. It was like similar but not the same. Hmm. Do you think it's like an adaptation or like a maybe like it could depict like different parts of the organization or different levels of like. Hierarchy.
3: Yeah, I mean that that could be it. I mean, I, I feel like it's got to be. It almost looked like the the one that was on the dead guy had additional things added to it.
0: Yeah, like where he was trying to cover it up or something.
3: Or maybe I don't know. I, I think maybe he that was like a higher ranking guy.
0: Yeah, or lower ranking. I don't know. The, those guys in Black Bay Harbor are pretty lower ranking. Like they were just muttering and. Yeah. The guy I met in the uh, in the cell like, couldn't put a coherent sentence together.
3: So I yeah, know. I don't. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I I do think they they're the same or like same organization. Same organization. Okay. Or just maybe different positions or yeah. Okay.
2: Roles or something like that. I don't know. Is Kincaid familiar with the tattoo? Yeah, you would
1: have seen like- the tattoo from the pirates. The more triangular shaped one. That, the more
2: detailed one. Yep. Which helps for all the listeners. Yes. Uh, the more detailed one. Yeah. This be, it'll
1: be on our website.
2: Yeah. Figure 2. Figure yeah.
1: 2.
0: Versus figure C.
2: 2.1C. <laughs> yeah. 2.1AB 4.
1: Yeah. He'd be familiar okay. with it because that is the symbol that is pretty much shows up all the time with the pirates.
2: Okay. And I think I would let you all know that the Have symbol s- we saw on the guy on the beach is the one I'd always see
0: okay yeah the one so
2: this different one you're talking about
0: it's just like it looks like it's not finished or it's more finished I don't know
3: I think the more finished one is for the pirates yeah okay just like a different class maybe
2: I I was just
0: thinking about it last night and they're they're similar but they're not exactly the same
3: we
2: should be careful how we talk about these because I don't know these elves I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm interested. Have we ran into an elf yet?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're an elf. Uh, Thank you. Oh, you meant in this town. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I ran into myself. (laughs) I'm
0: an elf. Oh, she looks down at (laughs) her. I thought you were
1: talking about the race. Like, have you ran into elves They're Like...
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like my ears were always this pointy. Like
1: what? You mean in this town have you talked it, to me Have of them?
0: we seen any of the elves in this town specifically?
1: Yes. Right now there's about fifty percent dwarves. Yeah. And fifty percent elves. Okay. And Kincaid probably would let you know majority of this is just dwarves. So pretty much anybody that is an elf isn't a local. Yeah,
0: yeah, we
3: got that. I was gonna ask Kincaid, like as we're starting to walk. A hey, uh, Kincaid um Do you know if there's uh, uh, an order presence here? Is the order ever... Not that I
2: know, no. Okay. So...
3: And Basta, as we're walking around, Basta's looking for those wanted signs (laughs) because...
0: He's like really paranoid?
3: Uh, Not paranoid, just wants to be cautious. Okay.
2: I feel like Kincaid would... I think all the order that people I've seen have been on, like, the more populated cities. Black Bay Harbor, the bigger surrounding cities, not this town. This is pretty small. Okay.
0: So back to the elves... Can I tell what kind of elf they are?
1: Yes, you can. They are going to be high elves.
0: you are high elves? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: What
2: are you? I'm a what elf? Sorry. Okay. Excuse me. I mean, you called me a fish person. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's within my realm of
0: questioning.
3: And you called me a quarter elf. El- a
0: quarter elf. <laughs> and, like, she's going to, like, throw her arm around you, and, like, you're always going to be my quarter uh, orc.
2: I believe Nomis coined the quarter orc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Uh, I don't know.
0: So in the in this world, what's the relationship like between wood elves and high elves?
1: It's normal. Okay, um, the high like elves it. tend to have more. You would, this would be a little bit weird to you, since. We're talking about elves. Yeah. The high elves are really known for like the high-end fashion yeah. and kind of nobility. Okay. And these particular high elves all have more run-down, second-hand, maybe stitched
2: together clothing.
0: Kind of like my people. Okay. Um
2: Almost like they had to flee. Almost the like homeland. they had to flee. Like something. they're
0: like trying to find... um or They got attacked or
3: something.
1: You might be able to put... Go ahead and roll a perception check.
0: Look at that. Oh, D&D.
2: D&D. Uh, okay. Perception I have a plus four. On my D20, 18 altogether.
1: Yes. You would probably notice that there are quite a bit of bandages on these elves as well. Maybe some of them are like, you see like a little bit of blood that's bled through some of them and they kind of look like they got some bruises on them, but they're not like aggressively fighting anyone, but maybe they've been through something.
2: Is Kincaid, with all his travels, does he know of a high elf city north of here?
1: You do not. With your travels, you do not
2: know of any high elf territories nearby. Um, So if they did come from somewhere, I don't know about them. Okay. Correct. I'm letting you all know.
0: Yeah. Gentlemen, can we just like, uh, and I picture us like kind of like stepped maybe into a little alleyway or just like a little side street and not a lot of people. Like, what's our game plan? Like, why are we here? What what do we need to accomplish outside of like clearly dropping things off? Yeah, we need
2: to, I guess we need to go collect stuff too.
0: Yeah, we need to pick the order, but like, are, but, uh, what are we doing?
2: Kincaid is trying to find the pirates to I, learn how they had one of his homeworld coins.
0: I would like to know why that version of a tattoo was on that guy, because so, they think those people are those people are clearly connected to Nomis. And so I think as that,
1: you guys are kind of talking and kind of interacting, it's only been maybe like three or four minutes that you've been on this dock, and then at that point. Captain Brandon kinda of slaps Kincaid on the back. He's like, Well, we can't wait on the cargo that much longer. Let's go pick it up. And he starts walking off to the grotto design. Because that's where the furniture is that he needs to pick up.
0: Sorry, you said Captain Brandon.
1: Yeah, Captain Brandon came with you guys. He's on the dock. Oh. You're yeah, we didn't come up. here by ourselves.
2: I yeah. thought
0: oh, I'm sorry.
1: You're here to pick up a yeah,
2: We're here yeah. with yeah. a merchant ship. Merchant sorry,
0: ship. okay, I'm sorry. I forgot he came with us. I thought we were on our so own. So
2: let's let's go secure the cargo. But keep your eyes and ears open for pirates. Yeah. And Kincaid, since he knows the town better, he's going to be looking for like odd behaviors or sights that he typically doesn't see here.
1: Okay. So you guys are all kind of like scanning the crowd as you're walking around. Yeah, I want to
0: Uh, pay attention to the elves. The elves
1: will step out of your way, so they realize that they are visitors and they'll step out of your way. But they don't say like, "Here you go," you know. They're just yeah. I find that weird. But I
0: find that weird though for like a high elf, because generally within my interactions of high elves, like you step out of their way. They yep. don't step out of yours, so that's interesting. Yep. So yeah, I definitely want to explore that at some point.
1: And then you get into the grotto design, which is just a, a modest little shop, and go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Kincaid, you don't have to.
0: Ha
3: <laughs> ha! Well, gets a five.
0: A dirty 20. So Captain Brandon
1: gets up to the door, kind of ducks in and walks in. Kincaid, you follow. Woods, you see that it's a really low door because this is a dwarven town. And then you turn around and, Vasa, you just head right into the door frame. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, that hurt. And then as you're kind of rubbing your head, you kind of like fall backwards and you trip into one of those elves that were walking by and you both kind of tumble to the ground.
3: Oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't realize the, the doorway was short.
1: Oh, yeah, hon, you just got to really watch out of these doors. They are very low.
3: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Not, not used to that. <laughs> oh
1: well. Here, let me help you up.
3: Yeah. Thank, thank you.
1: He reaches down. and kind of like grabs your arm, helps you up. It's like, oh, hello there. <laughs> uh, hi. All right. Do you do you come here often? I haven't seen you around.
3: Yeah, this is uh, my first time in town. Oh. What about, uh, what about you?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, we just moved in uh, like a, a north of here, uh, a bit. So. Oh. We've been here for like two weeks or so, and um, I gotta say, I you go get lunch with me
3: um please tell me we hear this I, i'm i'm on a I'm, a I'm on a really tight schedule but um I, I would love to sure
1: oh okay i heard there's a really good um fish fry at the dock house i guess
3: oh yeah yeah we were we were actually planning on going there
1: oh well it, yeah, maybe it's... we will uh, just go do that right now i mean do you need to help your friends or do you think they can handle it
3: no i i gotta i gotta help them i okay. I'm, I'm on the job
1: <laughs> I, I guess i'll meet you at the do- at the dock house then
3: yeah, and uh, what what's your name? Oh, yeah. I'm Eldwin. I'm sorry, I forgot to introduce myself. El- Eldrin. Eldwin. Eldwin. And what was your name? Uh, you can call me V. Oh,
1: V. I love it. All right, I'll see you like in twenty minutes. Um, sure. All right, great.
0: <laughs> was the best. Ever. No, I just took a photo of you because you are smiley. <laughs> it's so good. I love your face. I love uh,
1: face. It's up to you guys if you heard that out. I really, or
0: not. I really wanted to hear it.
1: Oh,
2: you're can, no, Kincaid didn't hear it because... Kincaid doesn't hear <laughs> <laughs> it. Kincaid like... is so mission-focused. Yeah, he's.
0: I feel like Woods didn't hear it, but she like definitely saw the interaction through the window. So when you walk in, I'm like, uh, what was that all
3: about? Oh, you know, just pretty girl asking me out on a date.
0: Ooh, okay. The f- elves are forward. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know elves were your kind of thing. Okay.
2: Maybe that's why there's so much... Uh, friction <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. he really loves me yeah. is that what you're saying we're, we're in high school that's so just what Kincaid's he's been mean. picking up
2: on y'all bicker a lot once it's you guys just, all uh, get tension. into
1: once you guys all get into the grotto design you notice that there is just a lot of furniture that's already stacked up ready to go out and Barton the owner is like Oh, I'm so glad you're here. We got to clear out the stock so we have space for them. Those elves are making stuff so fast. It is so impressive how many skills they've got. And it's been a real great addition. But we just got to get stuff moving out. So uh, please just uh, get it out of here.
0: These crates go?
1: Well, they're not crates. But yes, this like, and it'll go through like this bench, this bed, this... And you notice it's all like really fine furniture, finely crafted, but mostly for like interior design. Okay. And Woods, you're getting a very strong high elf okay. feel by like the quality of work that they've done. Okay. It's very decadent, godly, like that type of stuff.
0: Woods is gonna like pick up two benches and just like ugh, over her shoulder carry them outside, ducking at the door.
1: Are you gonna say anything
2: or no? Uh, King K is just watching, like he's. Not really used to hauling stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally Chad. Chad's, Chad's doing there, it. so yeah. I'm just kind of like yeah. he's like
3: sitting on the couch as people are picking it <laughs> up.
0: He's like walking. Okay, like you're gonna move the... Captain
2: Brandon and I are on the sofa drinking some tea, just watching y'all.
0: Okay, doing some muscle things.
2: I'm assuming other like crew hands came with us, right? Yeah. So other okay. crew <laughs> hands came <laughs> with It's you. just Woods. Just Woods. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like gonna move it all. Um, you got to earn that meal. Yeah. So
1: about the next hour and a half will probably be you guys are gonna be loading the boat. So remember this is a smaller port so everything has to go onto the rowboat and then row out to the Jacques and then get unloaded so it takes you about an hour and a half to co- cover everything
0: um, so what's this going to do with the rowing like she kind of realizes this and like she's just going to row and row she's
1: going to volunteer as the
3: yeah, rower
0: yeah back and forth that's what she's going to do
3: <laughs> and Vasa, what are you doing uh, just hauling furniture back and forth I guess okay so
1: as you're walking
0: getting in fr- all sweaty before your date yep.
3: yeah as you're walking that might be f- like an hour and a half late for <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> well luckily you're
1: meeting at the dock house, and so Eldwin is just watching you walk back and forth oh. and just going oh. just every time you walk by. Um, Elf calls. Yeah. So she's excited It's actually a little that.
0: flute. Ooh. <laughs>
1: yeah. So this goes on for about an hour and a half, and then all of a sudden you hear a very loud bang kind of come from behind the village in, north? in the woods. Not north.
0: Not north. Nope. Okay. Uh,
1: west. Or okay. east. Okay. Yes, east. You guys are on the west coast. I was trying to figure that out.
0: I'm going to look at Kincaid. Is that normal?
1: And then you see no. like a bunch of birds kind of fly out. And think of like a shock wave. Like you see like the pine trees kind of like. Okay. And everyone kind of gets a little bit startled from it. And then you see some of the dwarves and even some of the elves kind of start running in that direction. Not away from it, but in that direction.
2: Uh, Kincaid's going to look at Captain Brandon and ask if you want me to go investigate.
1: Yes, please. Okay. We'll watch the ocean on this side, I guess.
2: Okay. You want me to take the torchies with me? It's up to them. Uh, Care I'm to do um, some recon? Yeah, yeah let's so. do
0: some... I'm in for an adventure, I wonder. if. And then she like looks at Vos... I'm sorry. V. v. Uh, you think it's a riff? Like, do we feel different?
3: You do not feel different. Okay. Let's, let's investigate, but keep our distance. Okay.
2: Kincaid's already out the door.
1: You guys start ducking around, and you are trained people. So you're going to move pretty fastly through the crowd, and you get to... A big clearing, which you know is a lumberjack clearing just from when you get there. And there is a large brown bear that is laying dead in the middle of the field. And there's a bunch of dwarven lumberjacks that are kind of like one of them holding his arm like he just got attacked by it. But there's one of those elves kind of standing between the bear and the dwarves. That's the scene you come into.
0: Um, I'm going to walk. Can I walk up to somebody?
1: Yeah, you can walk up to him.
0: Uh, hey, what's going on here?
1: This big brown bear just came and attacked the camp. And uh, we didn't even see it coming. But luckily, Freya here was able to um, take care of it for us, which I didn't even know she could cast magic. That was just impressive. She Sh- took that bear down so fast.
0: Sh- wait, she can cast magic?
1: Yeah, I didn't know she could cast magic. She's been working with us for the last two weeks. Just never came up.
0: Does
1: she, does she know she Freya. can cast magic? Yeah, she she uh, set the spell and was able to heal Fred here. And and then uh, she also took care of the bear also, which was impressive. She looks a little tired, though. So I, I think she doesn't use magic because maybe it's very tiring. I don't know how magic works.
0: Huh.
2: I didn't even know she would do it. Which one's Freya?
1: Oh, she's the elf. And there's just a single elf here that you would notice. I'm going to...
0: We should probably go talk I'm to her. I'm going to talk to her. So I'm going to walk up um, very, like gentle. As gentle as, I guess, woods could be.
1: As you're, like, walking up gentle, you see that Freya, like, pulls out, like, a bowie hunting knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just immediately, like, stabs into the bear and starts, like, field-dressing it. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) Never mind. My gentleness is, uh, coming back. Uh, hi. Oh, hello. Are you here to help? Do you know how to field-dress? Uh, we're putting
1: clothes on him? Okay, I don't need your help. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll just continue, and then she's just gonna kind of turn, but um, keep, keep are, working. Are you Freya? Yeah, I'm Freya. I'm uh been working here with these uh, lumberjacks for a while.
0: They're a really nice crew. Yeah. So, wh- were you the bang? Oh
1: yeah, I had to um, unfortunately cast thunderclap to kind of uh, push the bear away from us. I, oh. had to, I had to get some distance between us, and the I feel bad. Some of the doors might have got hurt from the blast, but I needed to, you know, get them far away.
2: But- how do you how do you know magic?
1: Uh, and you kind of see her kind of she was just talking while she was working so she wasn't thinking and she's like, I've just learned a long time ago and you see her start to kind of clam up a little bit more and then she tries to go back to more focusing on skinning this bear
2: from where this world
1: uh, We had a, a teacher in our encampment. He does a good job, and I, I just apparently, I mean, I've been with my elves my whole life, and um, apparently I just know magic.
0: This is odd, right? Like, if, like, you know magic, you basically have the light?
1: Yes. Magic is not very prevalent in Ivano. Um. And she had a name for her spell, which is a little bit weird. You guys know magic, so you kind of know it, but most people don't even know the names of spells because okay. it's really not prevalent.
0: Uh, Woods is going to cantrip Gust on her.
1: Oh, you know magic as well?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: How did you learn magic?
0: Um, (coughs)
3: uh,
0: I was was, born with it. That was Bato cleaner. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She got it. Uh, I was born with it. Oh, so so you know it
1: too. You just, uh, some people know how to do magic, and I guess we're just some of them. Some
0: people just know how to do magic.
1: But I really gotta get this bear cleaned up, so,
3: uh, do uh, bears attack here often, or?
1: And then she wouldn't know the answer, but uh, one of the dwarves in the back would pipe up site like, "It happens every once in a while. We Usually have sentries that are, you know, on the lookout, but this one just apparently slipped by. I don't know why, but you know, just it happens sometimes."
2: Is there a like an old campsite nearby? Mm,
1: no, I mean it's more just a like clearing that you're in.
2: Okay, I'm gonna ask who the name of her teacher is, and then in a space where no one is at. I'm just going to quickly do a create bonfire spell.
1: Okay, so you're going to ask her who her teacher is first. And then
2: Um, as I do it, just to show that I'm magic wielding too.
1: Oh, um, can you see? Go ahead and roll a insight check.
2: Plus one. Natural 20. Okay.
1: You definitely know that she's going to say Merle taught me, and that Merle was a name she just made up.
0: Merle... Okay.
2: So I don't believe her. You do not believe her that she. What's the real name of the person who taught it, you? It's Merle. Uh, it's not Merle. That's
1: that's our teacher's name, and she's mm. getting
2: really. It's okay. I just want um, to talk to her. Okay,
0: so and she's gonna kind of like What's gonna step between Kincaid <laughs> and like the girl with the knife, um, <laughs> and she's gonna and Woods gonna sit down like crisscross applesauce while she's like field dressing this bear. Um, so we also kind of are in the same situation as you. I feel like you know magic, we know magic, but we don't really want to talk about why we know magic.
1: I would appreciate that.
0: Um, I do have some questions about the elves. Look, like where, like, why are you guys here?
1: Well, we we have an encampment just north, and um, we were kind of looking for supplies, and we kind of needed, um, you know, assistance. We need new clothes, stuff yeah. like that, and. We don't really have any money, but we are able to barter because we do have skills. So I'm apparently a pretty good lumberjack. We're all really good at making crafts. And she's kind of talking about like their culture a little bit. And then you guys hear a big explosion, which Kincaid immediately recognizes as a cannon fire coming from the ocean
2: side of Stringham.
0: What was that?
2: I don't even hesitate. I just start running.
0: Well, and she look at Vasa and then look back at Freya. Um, I think you got to come with us. Um. we just, we need your help. Okay. So uh, the bear can stay because I'm sure it'll be here. But did you hear that loud sound? I think we're going to need your help.
1: Oh, okay. I Maybe I can be of assistance.
0: I think you can. And she's going to turn around and, and start following Kincaid.
1: Oh, yeah. She's going to turn around to one of the dwarves and be like, can you finish dressing this for me? And mm. they'll figure it out because she doesn't want the meat to go bad.
0: Hey guys, it's Sam. I just want to take a quick moment and thank you so much for listening. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet, we really strongly encourage you to check out our website at CaraDressTales.com. You'll find links there for our Discord and our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us at, at caradresstalesd d This is where we post a lot of funny in-studio videos and um, photos of us here. Thank you so, so much for following along on this journey. I cannot believe we're already knee-deep in season two. Again, we really appreciate that you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with us. I hope you enjoy the show.
1: You guys hear the big explosion. Kincaid, you're going to be the first to arrive on the scene because you didn't stop to try to get the elf to join you. You just immediately took off. So when you're around the corner, you have seen that there is a larger ship out in the ocean, but same as what you guys had to do, they had to take a landing party mm-hmm. to actually invade. And when you round the corner, you see that there's two big ogres. One of them is carrying a legitimate ship cannon. That is his <laughs> weapon that he's using and the other one is wielding the anchor of the landing boat. And then you can't quite make out how many other pirates had came with you, but those are the two big ones that you notice immediately when you cross that uh, corner.
2: So to be clear, are the other pirates similar to the one we saw on the beach?
1: Yes, the other ones are more like uh, humanoid, elf, human, Uh, maybe there's a tabaxi in there as well, but there's two larger ones which are ogres that are, um, you notice those first, we'll say when you see around the corner, just because of their sheer size. Since you are there first, I'm going to let you act
2: first. Okay. So how far away is the ogre with the cannon? <laughs> with the
1: cannon? He's probably 40 feet from me as you round into the uh, okay. main square.
2: I think I think we talked about that I could do this with this spell. And if not, let me know. Okay. But upon seeing this huge ogre with a cannon, <laughs> I want to cast Grease on the cannon. Okay. Because the spell is slick grease covers the ground in a 10-foot square centered on a point within range and turns into difficult terrain for the duration. When the grease appears, each creature standing in its area must succeed on a dexterity-saving throw or fall prone. creature that enters the area or ends its turn there must also succeed on a dexterity-saving throw or fall prone. So I think you and I talked about I could slightly modify this to cast it on specific objects. Yep,
1: you can. Okay. So you're going to cast it on the cannon that that he's holding? Yes. Okay, so he's gonna become slippery. Yes. And he's probably gonna drop it.
2: Yes. All right. Yep. He drops it. Yes.
1: <laughs> Success. <laughs> all right, and let's go ahead and roll initiative to see the rest of our order.
2: How do you do that? Oh yeah, uh, uh, I have six. you at the top. I'll keep oh, Okay. So I just went first. Yep. Okay. Cool.
1: Uh, I'm trying to do that so like to reward people that are like they have a plan they're gonna go they just get to go first initiative.
3: All
2: right. Boston
1: got a six. My enemies got a. Five, probably because he's trying to figure out why his cannon just oh. slipped out of his hands. Okay, <laughs> so we
0: have Kincaid, Woods, Vaso, Pirates. Okay, Kincaid okay. just went, so Woods Kincaid, is next. My turn. Okay, so I'm, I feel like I'm half the distance behind him, kind of coming around. When I get, do I see...
1: I'm going to say with your movement, you're going to get to where Kincaid
0: is. So I can catch up to Kincaid, and I see this big ogre kind of slipping with a cannon, or just cannon coming out of him. Yeah, you know, I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns. So basically what happens is if I hit a creature with a ranged attack, a hail of thorns comes spiraling down off of my ranged attack. So first... That's an 11 hit.
1: It does not. He does have armor on him.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to attack again.
1: You see pirates every once in a while that have armor on them, I
2: guess. But it's Do I ever weird. see ogres with them?
1: Yeah. This is a bigger boat than you used to see. 28. 28 does hit.
0: Okay, perfect. So he's going to take 10 damage with that, and then he needs to make a dexterity saving throw.
1: 18?
0: Oh, that, misses, or that hit, oh, that saves. Okay. So he's going to take half as much. Ooh, five. Takes five
1: additional. Yes. Yep. All right. And that brings us up to Vaso. Uh,
3: yeah. Vaso is just going to catch up. And um, how far away is he from the closest guy? I, I'm, I'm assuming I'll catch up to where. Yep. King Once you Cave. catch
1: up to them, you'll still be about 40 feet to the closest guy.
3: Okay. So he's going to do Thunderclap uh, on the closest guy. He's got to th- do a constitution saving throw. I think
1: Thunderclap th- is from yourself, right? It radiates out from you? Yeah, I think it's... Oh, okay. So, well, so You can, I knew thunders- it you can yeah. thunderclap them, <laughs> your well,
3: it's, it's, um, It can be heard up to 100 feet away.
1: Yeah, but you're going to cause damage to your... Yeah,
3: sure. Okay, never mind. To your allies.
1: But go yeah. ahead if you want to. No, I yeah, please. I don't want to yeah.
3: hurt anybody. Unlike Woods, you shoot people in the butt oh my with gosh, arrows. Never going to let that down. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he, he really can't do anything. You can use the
1: action to move... Again. Yeah. so you could do uh to get into more of a melee you still won't quite get to melee but you can close the distance more if you want to
3: yeah let's do that I'll, right. I'll use my action to dash
1: so then my enemies are going to go the cannon guy had dropped his cannon he's going to spend his action trying to pick it up which he cannot do there are a couple of other pirates you still don't know how many of them there are they're the smaller humanoid ones so elf tabaxi uh, human, stuff like that. They're kind of moving around the town in different areas. So they're not really attacking or moving towards you guys. They are kind of ducking off onto the side. You go ahead and roll a perception check, all of you guys, since you are now entering into this battle.
0: 17?
2: Uh, 6. 16.
1: Woods and Kincaid. You're going to notice that one of the smaller pirates, they seem to have like a ball in their hand that has a wick on it that is being lit.
2: Oh, great. Oh, snap.
1: And then the guy that is on the boat is going to reach down and grab the anchor and he's gonna jump off and he's just gonna start attacking the dock house. Just
2: oh, swinging away at a oh. building.
0: Oh no, not your girlfriend.
2: Which pirate had the...
1: I'd say it's this one that was starting to duck just behind that building. So like you saw it as they were running behind that building.
2: So do I have line of sight?
1: I would say you don't have line of sight. Okay. Cause you guys are kind of in the courtyard area where the big ogres are kind of dominating the space. Now you could think about pulling attention
2: if I, sorry, I know people aren't seeing the map. If I come down towards that house, yeah, if so I can you, see him by the house.
1: All right, so Kinkade, you're gonna to try to cross the square to kind of get line of sight on yes. the that one that's carrying the grenade? Yes. Okay, go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw just because there are citizens that are currently trying to flee. So you're kind of trying to get maximum distance here but trying to compete with citizens running in your way, you know. Gotcha. Okay. Not tripping over things. Natural twenty. Perfect. Nice. It's
2: my second one. Does I have to haven't touched the dice yet. Who else is counting? It, yeah,
0: it's because you haven't. You're not over there touching dice.
1: All right, so you're able to get across the square, and you're just seeing this guy as he's setting the charge down next to one of the buildings, setting it next to the taffy house.
2: Oh, he's setting it down. Okay. How far away am I, this guy?
1: Um, because you ran at an angle, I'm going to say you're probably 50 feet.
2: Okay. Since you're
1: kind of running in opposite directions <laughs> to get that line of sight on him.
2: Okay. I'm going to use one of my dailies, I think. Okay. I'm going to cast Gust of Wind. And yes. it's a concentration spell. So I cast it on myself in a 60-foot line. So I'm going to cast it in the direction of the bomb. I'm assuming that's what it is. Yep. Or like a Molotov. It's a grenade, Yep. Yeah. So a line of strong wind 60 feet long and 10 feet wide blasts from you in a direction you choose for the spell's duration. Each creature that starts its turn in the line must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed 15 feet away from you in a direction following the line. Any creature in the line must spend two feet of movement for every one foot it moves when moving closer to you. The gust disperses gas and extinguishes candles, torches, and similar unprotected flames in the area. As a bonus action on each of your turns before the spell ends, you can change the direction in which the line blasts from you.
1: So they rolled a 19. So I think they save from getting pushed back. Uh, yes. So they save from getting pushed back, but you do see that the wick gets blown out. Perfect. And I'm going to even say that the grenade just gets rolled down away from the person so that they want to retrieve it. They're going to have to use some of their movement to go pick it back up. Okay. Okay. Vasa, you are closing in on this distance with this uh, ogre that's trying to pick up his cannon. And then a big wall of wind just goes right between the two of you guys <laughs> as this wind wall, a gust of wind, shoots across the courtyard. Is it like a wall or is it just a gust that now Vasa can pass through it or no?
2: Um, any creature in the line must spend two feet of movement for every one foot it moves when moving closer to you. It feels
0: like it's a wind wall.
1: So moving closer to you. So Vasa would be moving perpendicular to you. So
2: you each, might push you each down a creature bit. that starts its turn in the line must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed 15 feet away from you in a direction following the line. All
1: right, perfect. So Vasa, if you want to continue pushing forward, you can. You just have to make a strength save.
2: Okay.
3: Um, so it's Vasa's turn?
1: Yes, no. it's Vasa's. It's Woods' turn. Oh, it's Woods' turn. Sorry, Woods.
0: It's okay. Um, Woods was going to cast exactly the same thing so she just got like really excited about Kincaid. like yeah like we're on the same page like she's like kind of looking and like bobbing her head down at him like thumbs up so she's pumped about that so she feels like that's taken care of i would like to climb i want to get some height okay so um is can i jump up on a like a building is there a tree like is there some sort of something i can kind of get up and kind of like hawkeye the situation
1: yeah just be some um, residential house or something you'd be able to climb on. Okay, I'm
0: going to get high. And what do I see kind of around me? I see uh, the slippery guy with the cannon, the guy that had the um, grenade, and then what else do I see?
1: So you see a slippery guy that dropped his cannon. You see a ogre that is smashing up the boathouse with an anchor. And then go ahead and roll a perception check. Uh, 14. Okay, you definitely see that there are four other smaller humanoid pirates that have kind of in the fight Okay. doing something you can't quite tell.
0: All right, I'm going to go after the guy in the boathouse because I'm assuming there's other people in the boathouse. I would assume there's probably people in the yeah, boathouse.
1: There are probably people hiding out in the boathouse.
0: Okay, I'm going to shoot him. 19 um, and 9 damage for the first arrow. 17 and 5 damage for the second arrow.
1: He takes two shots, and you're standing up on top of this residential house shooting down.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to start calling out, we got, like, three across the street, like, coming over. I got the guy at the boathouse, but somebody get this guy, like, um, and I'm going to yell down to Freya. Freya, just throw magic at them. Just just help. She looks
1: very concerned when she sees the pirates, so she kind of hesitates this turn. Okay. Now I think we're at
3: so Vaso, so he sees the, the wind wall come across, and he's looking around, and I'm guessing he's gonna see the guy smashing up the fish house now.
1: Yes, he would definitely see the guy smashing up the fish house.
3: So he's gonna, like, he he remembers that his girl's over there, right? <laughs> oh. And he's gonna initiate rage because he's, yeah. you know. <laughs> He's a little, little PO, did he? Yeah, he that to makes go. sense. So, um, he's gonna forget about the guy with the, the cannon right in front of him, right in front of him. And, okay. and he's just gonna run through and get over to the fish house.
1: All right, go ahead and roll a strength save as you try to run through this gust of wind.
3: I get advantage on strength save since I am in rage. Nice. Uh, so 13 plus I add three, so 16. 16.
2: It was a 15, right? Uh, Mine's a 14. 14. So, yeah, you pass.
1: So, you pass. You're able to move through it, and you cross over to the boathouse, and you can swing away. All right.
3: Uh, Yeah, so you're going to swing away at that guy, and 13 plus 6 is 19.
1: That hits. All right. This is the same one that Woods was attacking. It's the ogre that's wielding the uh, anchor.
3: Uh, Seven damage. All right. Um, I believe you get a second attack. Yeah, so 23. Man, don't mess with his girl.
0: Do not.
3: Uh, Eight damage. He takes
1: a lot of the hits, but now he does have a target. The arrows he wasn't too concerned about, but a big, meaty barbarian swinging an axe at him, that's not liking him. So he's going to turn around, and he's going to swing his anchor back at you.
0: Oh, look at the DM using real dice. I know,
1: 18 to hit? Yeah, that hits. All right, you're going to take... I'm just going to use the average. (laughs) You're going to take 22... Legending damage, but you are enraged, so get okay, only take, I take 11. 11. Correct. All right. Um, my one pirate is going to go and try to pick up his grenade that was blown down the way. That's going to move, and then it's going to try to light it, and then it just gets blown out again, and he's trying to figure that out.
2: I think he would have to make a strength saving um, through.
1: because he's moving into your gust of wind. That yep. Makes sense. Uh, 19 plus 2, 21. Man, stupid pirates.
0: Strong pirates. (laughs) He's just very aerodynamic. (laughs) He's just really thin.
1: So you see that there's a pirate behind the boathouse, but it is currently getting accosted by a dwarf with a wood axe, kind of chopping away at it. So it doesn't do anything.
0: Kincaid.
2: Um, Sorry, it's been a while since I've been a magic user. If I have a concentration spell...
1: you have concentration, you can still cast other spells. You just can't cast other concentration spells.
2: Oh, so I can cast... Cantrips. Yep. Okay. Um, I want to reenact my gust of wind, try to hit this other pirate.
1: So you're just going to keep moving the gust of wind on that same pirate? Yeah. Because I don't want to him to him over. I don't want to pick <laughs> up the thing. Sounds good. So he's going to make another straight save. <sighs> Sam's going to have to say it because I rolled so high with that one. But that's a 20.
0: Uh, that's a <laughs> natty. 20.
1: So okay. So it doesn't. He doesn't blow okay. over. Yeah.
2: And since this is technically a level two spell, how tall is the building next to me?
1: Probably, it'd probably just be a single-story residential house, so 12, 13 feet.
2: Oh, okay. Why? I wanted to do my tempest magic and I fly the, up there. I
1: think with the jump in your tempest magic, okay. you can make that.
2: So I'm going to reenact that, use my tempest magic, and I'm going to fly up to 10 feet away. So I'm going to go up onto the top of this building and what? then cast a firebolt on this stupid ogre, specifically kind of on the greased cannon
0: was, is like, the fish guy's in the air! He can fly! Flying
2: fish like Mario. I, believe, right. I, can, uh, I believe I can fly. I
0: believe can touch 12
2: plus 8 is 20.
1: Okay. It definitely hits him, and I'm assuming it's going to hit the inanimate cannon.
2: Okay. So Firebolt is a 2d10.
1: Roll a d12, so that makes it easier for your dice. That'll be for your fire damage.
2: So 2d10 and a d12?
1: Yeah, because you're letting the grease on fire. Oh. This, is, oh. this is
2: not a roll. I'm just setting it down. Okay, okay <laughs> so <laughs> a 2d10. Uh, 6 and 10 is 16, plus a d12. 3, so 19 altogether.
1: Now his Candace is on fire, which he's not excited about.
0: A grease fire happening. There's a
1: grease fire happening in the middle of this town square.
2: i need some flour. <laughs> is
1: that what you use for yeah. a grease fire?
0: Flour baking soda. Never put water on a grease fire, ever. 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 You could use a. Bl- I would use a blanket to snuff my, it out. My before trick he's...
2: is I just don't cook. There you go. There that, would, that would do it's it my, too. My goal.
1: Where are we at in this initiative order?
0: Uh, it's my turn. Um. So yeah, Woods is on top, and she now sees this like flying fish in the air and a grease fire, and she's like into the- She's like, okay. So I feel like we're gonna give one more arrow into the ogre that is fighting with. Vaso at this point. Don't miss. Twenty four.
1: Twenty four hits.
0: Um, I get eight, eight on that, and then I have Kala Slayer, so another seven. Fifteen total. So fifteen total on that guy. I can, cause I get two attacks. I can attack two different people, or do I have to attack the same person twice?
1: I think you're allowed to attack two different people. Yeah,
0: I would feel like that would I make I don't. Sense. I think
1: it just specifies you can take a second attack if you take the attack action. But I don't think it specifies it has to be the same target.
0: Okay, so I'm going to scan, and I want to hit one of those other L or one of those other pirates across the street.
1: As you're scanning around, looking at, it, you see that one of those other pirates has stopped moving, and you see him holding a scroll. Looking directly at you, and looking back at the scroll, looking up at you, looking back at the scroll.
0: I would like to shoot him. <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> through so, the scroll. Through yes, the scroll.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a twelve and nine. Is what twenty-one?
1: Twenty-one hits. Man, he has a high. Uh, so six are
2: damage. You. Six.
0: Okay. And then I'm going to take a little bit of cover so he can't see me. So I just want to maybe drop flat or something.
1: Just laying on the. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to
0: like hit the deck.
1: There's a. We'll say there's a chimney stack.
0: Okay.
3: I'll go ahead now. You hide behind the chimney stack. V.
0: The artist, formerly known as Basso.
3: Uh, yeah, V is. <laughs> A.K.A. Vaso is going to swing again. 14.
1: 14 is going to hit because this guy doesn't have armor.
3: Okay. Uh, Man, what was on the attack? Okay. Okay. Seven damage. Seven, okay. Yep. And then he's going to use his bonus action to swing again. Uh, nineteen. <laughs> nineteen. <hits. laughs> fourteen, or uh, yeah, fourteen damage.
1: My goodness, you guys are really downing this guy. He drops to one knee because you basically bladed up his whole lower body. He's having trouble standing. I like it. With that, he is going to turn because it's his turn now, I believe. Yep. He's going to try to swing his uh, anchor at you, but he's got disadvantage because he's so wounded at the moment. So 14 to hit.
3: Um, so my unarmored armor class is 14. All right.
1: Ty's going to the attack here. Yeah. But
0: I thought, doesn't it increase because you're enraged?
1: His damage increases, but he gets resistance oh, to gotcha. the 22 damage he's going to take. So will only take 11 damage instead of 22. Only 11. Go ahead, Nick, and roll a D20. Uh, 8. All right. You see that one of the dwarves that was fighting one of the pirates over here does perish in the fight. So you see one golden shard from one of the um, citizens. Oh, no. And these two pirates are, let's have Woods, you roll one. Uh, 14. No, you're just rolling straight D20. So nine.
0: Nine. How do you know it wasn't 14?
1: Because <laughs> I can see it. You can life. see the nine. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can see the 14 on the side. <laughs> um, so another citizen perishes. This one is one of the elf visitors, though. Oh, no. And then Kincaid. Go ahead and roll one for this uh, third D20. one. D20. Uh, yep.
2: 14. 14. So that, that, one. that one's a 14. That's actually a 14. That's that a, one one a, like, it's a one and a four. One and Not a four. nine. Yeah. Right up or an upside and down six. And that one
1: does get, uh, the pirate gets killed in that case. <laughs>
2: my God. my citizen is stronger than your
0: citizen <laughs> oh no I hope it wasn't Vaso's love
1: no it was not Vaso's love and
0: um also a oh. really good song Vaso's love
1: I'm going to say the one that dropped his cannon sees you up on the top and gets very angry so he just runs and like just runs through the wall of the building that you're standing on so the building starts to shake a little bit so go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw to see if you stay up there 15. yep yeah, with your sea legs being on the sea so much, you're used to shaky water, so you're able to stay just fine.
3: I just see him doing it like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And then my other guy's going to try to, well, he's going to be smart about it. He's going to step out of the gust of wind, and then he's going to light, and this time he's going to throw it through one of the windows of the taffy shop.
2: Would he have to throw it through oh, the wall of wind. The, the wind? Busted!
1: Yep, that's so gonna he, go out. So he throws it. And he's it just not bounces a, back. He's not a smart <laughs> pirate. So he throws it and like goes out mid-flight and just gets pushed and you see him like... <sighs>
2: <laughs>
1: I'm not a very
2: smart and pilot. Then start,
1: and then start walking over to pick that one up. And I think that brings us back up to so Kincaid. Kincaid.
2: Well, I like the stupid pirate, so I'm gonna change my wind wall or gust of wind back at him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sounds <good.
0: laughs> Just picture this pirate fighting this wind, like this wind gust. Uh,
1: I, I think I finally failed. I think I got an eight.
2: Yeah, so he gets pushed fifteen feet away from me in the direction following the line. All right, he gets. So pushed. I just see him going in the water. Yeah,
1: he gets pushed into the uh, little river that goes through the city or the village. Okay. And I'm gonna say that his grenade got pushed into the water too and sunk. So
2: nice, sweet. So the ogre is in the house. Yep, under me.
1: Yeah, I and mean, you see him just like pushing walls like you could feel the building shaking as he's doing something in the house but you don't know what it is because you're on top of the house.
2: Okay, so then with my bonus action of this, I'm going to fly up, I guess, is there a tree nearby or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, we could say you fly off onto the uh, tree closer to the water. Perfect. You kind of have a nice view of the whole landscape including their landing boat which doesn't have an anchor so it's kind of just floating in the middle of this stream now.
2: What are the other pirates doing?
1: Uh, The one that Vaso is fighting is on its last legs. The one that you pushed into the river is swimming. And then one of them was killed by some of the citizens. And the other two have killed citizens and they are currently in combat with other ones. I'm trying to picture this battle like you guys are mostly focused on the big ones. Like the citizens are taking care of the little guys.
2: Okay, I guess I'll cast a fire bolt at the ogre that Vaso's fighting to free him up. Hopefully.
1: So we're using Vaso's totem of the spirit. Allies have advantage on hostile creatures within five feet of Vaso. Oh, I thought on attack I walls? thought
2: the allies had to be within five feet nope. of him. Oh. Yeah, he's distracting
1: okay. them. He's going to be in the pack leader. If this is the one we're attacking,
2: okay. So I'm going to roll two d twenty. Natural 20. Yeah. Natural 20. So how does Dice that How does that work? Same thing. Maximum so damage, and
1: then you get to roll your
2: 20 plus 15,
0: 35 damage.
1: Ooh, ooh. Yeah. So Vasa, you see him. You kind of gamed him. He kind of did like a last minute fling with his anchor that kind of caught you. But then you just see this fireball kind of come from above at like a downward angle. This guy just poofs into a dark shard.
2: Extra crispy.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay, Woods is kind of taking cover. She's going to kind of come back around and pop her head out. Is the guy with the scroll still there?
1: Yeah, the scroll is still there.
0: Okay, I'm going to shoot him.
1: So he's kind of in combat with the citizens, but you're able to sneak a shot in.
0: 16. It's 7 damage, and then another 2 for Callous Slayer, and 10
1: You don't have to worry about the second shot because the first shot you see him, he's been taking some damage because he's been fighting citizens anyways, so that was enough to perish this guy. Same thing. He turns into a dark shard.
0: Okay. Are there other pirates?
1: Yes. There's one other pirate that was over by the dock house, which I don't think you'd have line of sight on him, so you'd probably see the one swimming in the water.
0: Uh, I'll take the one swimming in the water. Okay.
1: That hits. Yeah. That's a 26.
0: (laughs) Uh, Nine damage.
3: Basso. Okay. Basso's going to look around. He sees the pirate to his left.
1: Yeah. The one that's fighting the citizens by the dock house. Yeah.
3: So he's going to run over there and swing away at him.
1: As you round the corner, you see that Edwin is kind of hiding behind some barrels. Help me, Vaso! Help no. me. I mean, help me, V. Oh, V. My savior has come. Save us, V.
3: You're our only hope. Uh, uh, 21.
1: And with the nice encouragement from Edwin, <laughs> he just let out the big roar and just demolish this last pirate over there.
0: You're my hero.
1: Kincaid, you watch as the pirate ogre that ran into the house continues to just push and break. You see like a fist just kind of like come through the wall. And you're looking at this building and it's getting really fragile. And it's probably a good thing you got off the top of it because after a few seconds, it just collapses.
2: That's what I was hoping. On top of the ogre that's Stupid ogre. Yep.
1: Exactly, And the rest of the citizens kind of finish up, but we're going to do one more roll for this last citizen to see if anybody perished by it. And we're going to do that roll by Woods.
0: 14. 14. An actual 14 this time.
1: So the citizens are able to take care of the last pirate. And as you're kind of finally relaxing, looking out into the bay, Kincaid, you see that the pirate ship there is a large ogre that's got like an eyeglass and even from your distance you can kind of see the look of disappointment on his face as he signals to his crew and they set sail and then in that black cloud of smoke they kind of disappear.
0: Ah, looks like the bard has done it again. What a splendid crowd y'all have been. Thank you so much for joining us here at the cottage rest inn.
1: Hey guys, it's Mike, your host and Dungeon Master Carriage Rest Tales. I just want to say thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It really means a lot to us. If you are enjoying the content and you haven't already, please give us a five-star review. It's really going to help us grow our listenership and be able to reach more people. I also want to give a special thanks to Tabletop Audio for providing the background music for today's episode.